again, back with another episode of The Dark Side of Dino. Tonight we're talking about the origins of Dino Nuggets 741. You guys asked for it, we're putting it down for you. I'm your host, Tim. I'm here with my co-host, JB. Are you out there? What's up, man? Here we go again, man. The people want the rest of the story, so we're here to deliver it. Well, that's that's the idea. <laughs> I think we left <laughs> off in the uh, second installment, uh, right at the point where we're about to talk about uh, what happens to the people that ca- came to your home and the side effects that uh, uh, st- probably lingering side effects uh, with those people. Got a whole part of it, dude. It's a fucking trip. You know, you you go out to these so-called professionals and they get to the house and they come a little bit inside and then they say, no, they can't help, they're in over their head or they don't even make it on the inside. Right. And those are your religious figures. That's why I said I don't put a lot of validity in behind a lot of the shit that some of those people spew. I think they're the best salesmen on the planet and they get the congregation. They drive around in Mercedes. They don't pay fucking taxes. <laughs> That's how I feel about a lot of these non-dominant or denominational people, you know, and to bring somebody up onto the stage that found, you know, God with a dick in their mouth, sucking dick for Coke. I mean, or in a jail cell, that's, you, you trade one addiction for another, you know what I mean? And when you, you put all this faith in the people and say, Oh, I can definitely help you. This is who I am. And then, you know, they come out and they're like, yeah, fuck this. (laughs) I read scripture. I don't fucking deal with demons or ghosts. That's that's insane. You know, good luck, homie. (laughs) So I guess the first person that had an experience would be JC. Is that correct? Um, yeah, the actual first, um, investigator, I mean, um, like I said, he's uh, a friend of the family for sure. Um, I know about him. I'm very private with my life, and it's not like I allow like tons of people to come into my house. I'm not looking for attention like that. You know what I mean? Like, all right. But uh, yeah, he uh, he came in and did a few videos, and you know, let him do one by himself, and. Uh, turned out to be a shit show and the first initial walkthrough i believe it was i don't remember it was a while ago um he uh kind of like hunched over in the hallway and like seriously something's wrong he looks in the mirror and he's like what the fuck i'm like dude you got some scratches on your back like right here and he's like where 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 like freaking out and i mean these were deep they i mean they weren't uh Like I said, they weren't surface scratches for sure. And then me and Rob, I mean, that was the first time. And then me and Rob set out on this 6,000-mile journey to go to some of these haunted places, starting in Colorado, all the way to North Carolina, and all the way back. So I went through the entire south, up the east coast, and then down the entire center of the country. And... (laughs) Boy, do I have some stories about characters that we ran into. Like, that was another normal paranormal. <laughs> it was paranormal in the sense that it was not a normal thing that you would have happen to you. But in real life, you know, like, dealing with real people. It was uh, definitely interesting on that side. But he came out here early, and we were supposed to leave a couple days out. He was going to do, 
you know, a couple lives and, and does some investigation. And he hung out for one half of an evening and then uh, never left the room again, throwing up sicker than fuck. So he ends up flying home and uh, he was going to fly back on the day that we took off in the, on the road. And, you know, he was supposed to stay here and he got so sick. But once he got back home, he was fine. So when he came back, I picked him up, we got in the car and loaded everything up and left. And I don't even think he went inside the house. And then I felt bad with the, the two youngsters for letting him in and doing that to him because I mean, one, one of them could have got hurt or whatever. If you go by the track record, um, bad luck comes across people. I mean, Rob's family had some, you know, things happen with him with health and, you know, some other, you know, personal matters. If he wants to share those, I'm sure he will. Um, then JC got super sick, like started having like almost kidney failure, you know, was having some severe abdominal problems to where it put him out for quite a while, just out of nowhere. You know, and to have both of them go through that type of shit, it was like, man, is this a coincidence or whatever? But Rob was like sick, sick. And if you watch the video of him downstairs in the day trying to do a spirit box session, you can see that that's not how he normally looks. He was pale. So in the middle of the summertime, he had a fucking hoodie on. He was feeling cold. Like, it, it, I felt bad. And, you know, that could be a mixture of things, altitude sickness. But JC or Jeremy, he's from here. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. he didn't get altitude sickness. And he sure as fuck wouldn't intentionally scratch himself that deep for a part of a channel that he's, you know, never done anything with again. He was the early investigator. He got his proof, and he was just like, you know, I don't think he does investigations to this day. I mean, and if he does, they're not stories like mine. I can guarantee that. He, he doesn't want anything to do with shit like that again. And he says that openly. Like, right. this is unlike anything that I've ever experienced by far. Yeah, and that video so, where Rob was in the basement, man, he looked like he was uncomfortable. He said he was cold, but he had like a bead of flop sweat on his forehead. You could tell he wasn't feeling too good in that video. And it's on inter it's on YouTube for people to go back and reference. You can look at it. You know what I mean? Two different people that don't even know each other. Never even met. I don't think JC or, or I'm just going to call him Jeremy because that's his name. Uh, Jeremy and Robert ever even really talked. And, you know, there was no way they could coordinate feeling sick nor would they really benefit from it. You know what I mean? It, it takes a lot to come and sit and make a video. It's hard enough to get people to come on a podcast and, you know, have an open conversation like you and I are right now, let alone come and make a video that will benefit you in zero way. You know, it's not like he left an email or a, a YouTube channel to follow in. <laughs> he just says, you know, it's a hobby of mine. I go out and investigate, and that's about that. It was like, all right, have your thing, man, and fuck scared the shit out of him good dude loving guy you know just some bad luck that came right after that and got scratched and you know really uh kind of hard to even get him on the phone 
you know, he did a part of a podcast, and then after that, he was like, no, man, just, I'm going to distance myself from this completely, and, you know, fuck that. Pretty much as exact, you know, it's exactly what he said. And uh, how did you first meet Rob? Uh, when when did that fit into the timeline? Well, I mean, when the channel was younger, it wasn't like, you know, tens of thousands of people, you know, I think we're what, approaching 20,000 people here. And then, fuck, on TikTok, there's over 400,000. Um, and he was just one of the random ones that I read his comment, made sense. He was genuine. Um, got in contact with him through email, I believe. Gave him my number. We talked on the phone for long periods of time. Like, hours and just chatted it up came real close and uh you know spent days in a car together a small audi a5 and we, it was so packed you couldn't even leave the seat back and they're small they're fast and they're beautiful cars but not so much made for the road and these fuckers are made for in town <laughs> and you know they're high maintenance Reliable, but when something goes wrong, they're outrageous to fix. And that was actually a last-minute thing because uh, I guess you could tell the story of what happened to the other vehicle you had planned on taking just before the trip. So I have a video on my YouTube page. I was driving down 225, and I was going to get my stepson a controller. There was a shortage of PS4 controllers. No one had one. I finally got a hold of a GameStop way away from where I lived, like on the other side of town, literally, probably an hour drive for me to get there. Um, found one, put it on hold. It was on my way there, and I looked over to get over, and this woman just jumped across two lanes into my lane and stopped. And I plowed behind her at about 75, 80 miles an hour. You know, I, I usually push it a little bit, you know, 75. I'll go between three and five over pretty consistently. I don't know why. It's just something I do. Um, so I, I hit her at an incredible rate, smashed into the head, you know, windshield and uh, kind of went blind on my right eye. And... That was before him and I were going to go. So we bought an Audi and that replaced that car. But from the photo, people say they see somebody sitting in the back. But, you know, it's it's one of those things. You post a video and there's always that one person that sees something that no one else sees. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, Not discrediting or saying that they're lying about it. But it's just, you know, they can still that's find the type that of stuff too. that you get online when you read comments. That photo's still out there, so they can go uh, verify what you're saying and, you know, view it for themselves. It and see what that they see. beamer up. Holy shit. Because it looked like to me that there was a dark shadow in the back seat as well. I'm like, that's not good, is all I could that's, say. Yeah. Imagine, you know, I don't want to look at it that in depth. I, I, to be honest with you, it's, if that's the case, like, I'd prefer not to see it because that was a rough journey. We're talking $90,000 something and, uh, you know, medical bills alone and, uh, insurance covered most of it. But, uh, thank God I'm sitting here talking. 
I know that's about the time that uh, I met Rob because I was in one of your lives and I'd sent an email in about coming on a podcast. And uh, that's uh, right around the time that I had met uh, Rob. Yeah, he took on a lot of the questions and comments. You know, I think he enjoyed it for a while and now he's just like, fuck it. Just, you know, there's moderators, there's even a Discord, and it's like an army of people that, you know, go through everything make sure that I'm comfortable. It's actually pretty cool. It's tough. You to, know, bad comments come on, they disappear. It's tough to live in those comments. Anybody that's spent any time in the YouTube comments, it's like a real toxic place sometimes. Oh, it's even worse, to be honest with you, is TikTok. Holy fuck. There's a couple hundred comments on these videos on YouTube, but there's... 50, 60, 150, 200,000 comments on some of these videos on TikTok. And some of the shit isn't even in English. Like my, these videos that I've posted have made it around the world. And if anything that I hope that comes out of it is that more people will start recording their experience. Pick up your phone when it's happening. If it's happening consistently, don't go waste all the money on cameras to, you know, put up in your house. That is complete insanity. I don't know one person with a life that can sit there and go through that much footage. You would literally get no sleep. And then the next day happens and then you fall behind that many more hours. So essentially you're, you're so far behind by the time you do find something that's, you know, worthy of a video it could take months and that's, you know, even then you're, you start cheating. You're just like nothing, 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 nothing. And you're not, you're not taking the time to look at it piece by piece. And, you know, to, to people who do that, you're talking about, there's four or five people, I would say on real big channels that go through all that shit. I would say a staff on a big channel that gets consistent viral has to be well over four to six people. Well, it's you and me yeah. and Rob and Rob's usually out there, you know, doing investigations and doing whatever he does on that side of it. Cause this isn't one of his only things. We're good friends and all, and he's definitely part of the channel, but he does do, you know, other things on the side and does what he can with the editing. Right. You know, and you do most of that. And I, I give you major props for that, but, Tell people how grueling it is to look at somebody else's house frame by frame for four hours straight trying to see something. Man, it's (laughs) tough. In one of the recent videos we released called uh, uh, Bonus Footage from the Archives, completely missed that the first time around. But to sit there and watch it and look for stuff, it's, it's grueling. It's almost like watching paint dry sometimes. And you have to have no life to sit there and stay consistent with it. Tell them, I mean, for real, that's why videos are so far and in between. Yeah. Because it takes, it it takes hours. It's like a job that you work overtime. Absolutely. And we don't get paid for it. No, we just do this because like uh, JB was saying, you've got to document this kind of stuff and get the story out there. No matter what it takes, you you just got to get your story into the ether. If it helps even one person out there in the future. Right. And that's the whole point, man. It's, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to become a millionaire off of my videos on YouTube by any sense. It's, uh, I don't really care about that. You know, (laughs) 
the only thing that I think is cool is the whole merch idea. I might, I might go ahead and do something like that just because it'd be kind of cool to see, you know, who's in what community. Cause I feel like the people that follow us are, you know, pretty into this kind of stuff and have watched multiple videos and been referred to us by some pretty reliable and bigger channels. Like it, it's cool to see that there are more and more people and it'd be cool to just, you know, go out in the public and be like, Holy shit. That's, that's my <laughs> shirt. Absolutely. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that would be, uh, that would be cool. Where did we leave off in the story here before we went on our little <laughs> side venture? Oh, you were getting ready to go on the big trip. That's right. So, yeah, I, I crashed the BMW, had to go buy a new car, and, you know, we went on these trips, and a lot of it was, like, the commercial stuff, seeing a lot of shit that we weren't expecting on the way as far as just, like, monuments and stuff like that. And Rob made it to North Carolina and just, you know, had to, had to fly home and, you know, just just being around me after new orleans i think gave them that that oh my god i mean again we tried to go get a reading and they that again they like were adamant and they knew that rob was with me and he went and tried and they wouldn't do it this is a fucking tourist trap i can't imagine that people are lining up out the door to go can you give me a reading <laughs> yeah no after that i don't know he you'd have to ask him on that one man um, it's just when he gets too involved, he gets pretty sick. He has problems and he's pretty damn close with me. And what were like all the stops you guys had planned to hit? I know that, uh, I hit up one of your lives when you guys were in Marfa, Texas, and I guess you stopped at a, a school there. If I'm not mistaken on that. It was a little abandoned town. And, uh, yeah, we went into this schoolhouse. I don't know how that was a schoolhouse just by when we went in there. It looked more like a gymnasium. Went through some of the old houses that were just rotted and completely fucking thrashed on the inside. Like that was a pretty cool one. Just uh kind of walk through shit like that and know that it's been sitting there forever and a day and no one's lived in it for for Jesus for a long time. And then we were on our way um that to another spot i think it was to that ghost town and we run into this oasis in the middle of a texas desert and i'm telling you it was a, a, a spring with this like romanesque you know feel of it it was giant had all this elaborate tile and it was fresh spring water and it was a giant pool <laughs> And it was consistently being fed into this pool and you could drink it. It's so clean and it was cold. And I remember I'm like, Nope, not getting in. I put my foot in it and it was like sticking it in the fucking like a glass that had ice in it. It was freezing and Rob just jumps in. So I made him do it first. Of course, I'm not going to be all ballsy. And if that tells you how I am on that sense. And then I jump in, and there's fucking fish in there. Giant catfish swept underneath me. Didn't like that feeling. There was bass and shit in there. There was, tr there was fish in there. It was like an aquarium you could swim in with water you could drink. And I'd never seen shit like that before. And everything around it had grass and, you know, nice little palm trees and a shaded area, a park. And then 
you know, outside that little area, solid brown, flat desert. And it was just this natural spring that ran through this little nap, like itty bitty town. And it fed fresh water. There's fucking fish in the pool. <laughs> like that, that blew my mind. That was a once in a lifetime deal. And I don't remember for the life of me. I think it was, it was near Toma. And you didn't have any ambition what the to town do, was called. Uh, any noodling while you're in there with those catfish, huh? Hell no. You know, and if I, <laughs> Dude, just to have fun, I thought, because I'm an avid fisherman, I thought about, you know, getting a hook, putting a piece of cheese on it, swimming around till I seen one and just wrestle one under the water and see how that felt. But, you know, when those catfish started swimming around, it was like, nope, a little bit too big for my flavor. Mm-hmm. They were probably 20, 25 pound fish. They were big. So then from like Texas, you went to uh, New Orleans and hit up some stops there and then. You, and if anybody doesn't know New Orleans, it's just a fucked up place in general. It's fun if you like to party and get blackout drunk, but it's dangerous as fuck there. It's dirty as fuck there. And a lot of the bars, they sell slushies that have alcohol in them, or you got the historical ones, like you got Acme Oyster, which is always a cool spot. There's a couple really good ones, but the rest of them are just like, what you would see along the beach and maybe Myrtle Beach. You know what I mean? Just open bars. Some of them had bands in them. Giant, giant bars, like full of alcohol. And my favorite spot was like the Absinthe House. And I got really fucked up on that again. But, I mean, we tried to do the thing. We tried to start from the beginning and went back to the exact same tourist stop which was like a gift shop and a different lady came out and was like nope fuck you not doing anything around you not nothing with you just leave let's leave it at that she was short to the point not that rude but like get the fuck out and then rob goes in she goes no way you're with him you gotta go and i think he started putting more of the you know, pieces of the puzzle together. Cause I think everybody at first, when you see the videos, <laughs> you've got to have a skeptical or a skeptical side. You do, you know, and once you start doing it, I think your head does something to you or you invite it in. And I, you know, and again, I could be just talking out my ass. I, I don't know, but Rob seems to get affected by stuff uh, pretty easy. And, uh, it's not something that's like acting. You can physically see he gets ill. He had told me uh, when I talked to him about the experience at staying at your house that he had a crucifix. I think it was on a necklace, and he said it uh, burned an imprint of a crucifix onto his onto his skin while he was yeah. in there. That's what he something told me. like that. Mm-hmm. And he can verify that. People can ask him in the comment sections of any of the videos, and he'll share that information for you. I, I, again, man, it's it's something you got to see to believe. I mean, a lot of people are going to hear this and be like, yeah, fucking right. I, you have every right to. I mean, Rob can attest to it. He has nothing to gain by lying about it. Like, there's multiple people who met him and looked at him and were like, dog, you're sick as fuck. And he didn't come out. He didn't even move. Like, I don't think he went to the bathroom but once or twice. Not that I was counting, but 
there was no movement coming out of that room. And when I was, you know, went in there, we had a bed set up for him and everything. He was like covered in his sleeping bag and all the blankets that were on the bed. And he just was, he sat there with a blank look on his face. And I think he got up once to eat and then threw up immediately and went back to bed. Yeah, he's definitely sensitive to the the paranormal world for sure. When you got reactions like that, yeah, you definitely. It was just in the house, man. We've been on investigations, and you know, it's it was nothing like that. Like we were in that Monroe Demon House, but to be honest with you, if you read all the documents behind us, there wasn't very much activity, if any, that I remember reading in those documents that happened at the house. It would it happened after you left it. Mm-hmm. people would claim that something followed them home and stuff like that. So, you know, I was really a lot more at ease knowing that I was going into a place that, you know, didn't produce activity while I was there. I mean, if I wanted something like that, you know, I'd just stay home. It sounds like um, he's I'm looking for that feeling, you know, like it's just a specific feeling like, that I have or I feel when I'm certain places or I'm by myself or when I'm at home. And, you know, a lot of my clips and videos are, you know, my wife works all kinds of hours. She works for Amazon and, you know, she travels the country. She's goes to Austin. She goes all over the damn place for work. And, you know, there's quite a bit of time that I, you know, have alone time and, you know, <laughs> Once you go through it, you don't like really going through it again. That's that's why I don't post a lot of those type of videos because honestly, man, I don't like reliving it over and over and over and over and over. It's like that movie Room 1408 with uh, Kuzak. Yeah, that's a scary movie. Yeah, and I don't I don't want to live a scary movie for a life. You know, I, there's a lot I do in between that's good. You know, it's not like I sit here in misery all the time. Like some people, you know, really believe that it's like, oh my God, this poor guy. And, you know, it's, it's been almost 10 years now coming up on 10 years that this has been going on. And just like anything, it's amazing what you get used to. It's, it, it is what it is at that point. What are you going to do? You've tried so much and, you know, you've taken advice from, you know, the internet, which, I, I mean, I get good advice and I get some really bad advice and it's repeated over and over and over and over. And that's why I moved states. I didn't just move houses. I, I left the state completely. I'm 900 miles, 15 hours driving away from that where I live. You know, a, a two-hour flight from Phoenix. Yeah, that's quite a distance. And, yeah, he's definitely in tune with something because he's, he's affected by a lot of stuff. He's talked about other investigations where things have happened to him. And, you know, the people have to ask him the about The Sally that. House. Yeah. That was your ultimate destination on that uh, that road trip. The The culmination was to end at the Sally House, which you got a bunch of stories. Well, the, the story goes through the Sally House, so I'll just be quiet and let you tell that story. Um, 
again, like I said, around a religious figure, sometimes it just doesn't do well with me. And I get to Atkinson, Kansas, and this woman talked about it in Sam and Colby's video because they were there at the night after me. And I called the lady from the state. The state owns the house, and they rent it out. And I called her, and I was like, I you know, specifically said that I wanted it this day. You said that day was open, and there would be no one coming in or out. You know, And there was a priest that came out, and he had his rosary in his hand. He looked at me. He goes, are you going in there tonight? And I said, yes, sir. And he goes, good luck didn't say much else and walked away. And right when I got into that house, it was like, oh, fuck, you know, whatever was in there was not a little girl. You know, it didn't give me the same feeling that, you know, I have at home. It was completely different. But whatever it was, it was angry, you know, and it, it definitely produced a lot of evidence that, you know, you see on these normal ghost videos, bumps, Doors closing, opening, like cat balls going off, some EVPs. But it was, I slept better in that house than I, I've, I've ever slept in my own house. <laughs> it wasn't evil at all. It wasn't what I was looking for. But if you want an experience, I think that's the best place that you should go. Because, I mean, it, uh, it definitely had some stuff going on that, most of you never experienced, and if you do, then you've had a paranormal experience. And you talked about how, like, the basement's always locked, but for some reason on that particular night, it wasn't locked. It opened up the door, and I started talking shit. Like, you know, there's a thing that they call provoking, and I don't know if it's because I have Tourette's, but I think that that's a cool thing, you know, and it's not disrespect, really. It's kind of get get them amped up you know and that's what i do at home because i'm not i'm not gonna lie it's when you live with something this long there's there's times that you want that rush you want to feel scared for a minute and you know how to get it done i mean yeah you provoke it a little bit you talk some trash and you know you're you're more likely to get a response in my scenario and that they also use it in these other investigations even the credible guys like buying seed and you know Mostly his channel, you know, I would say is pretty spot on as well. It's well edited and, you know, it's entertaining. But, I mean, his, his the shit that he comes out with is pretty damn close in some scenarios like what I've gone through. You know, he's described it to a T. And, you know, to do that and get it spot on for me was like, this motherfucker's really going through some shit right now. I know what he's feeling. And uh, you can't explain some of the stuff that he's been able to capture. And, you know, <laughs> when that door opened, it was like an invitation. And it was almost like whatever follows me was there. And it was very timid. You know, it was letting us know it was there trying to kind of establish dominance. And, you know, it, it made its presence known to me. I mean, the door opened. It was supposed to be locked, went down there and, uh, you know, just had a, an uneasy feeling just because it was this weird, dark basement, but, you know, I didn't feel threatened or 
you know, I didn't feel the thing that I felt at home. If I didn't see what I did, I would say that it was a, a one out of five star. But I'd give that a four, four and a half. I mean, your your best shot of getting a, a pretty consistent flow was there, you know. And Rob said that when he's with me, he gets a lot more activity. <laughs> Uh, again, that's another piece of the puzzle that you have to start to put together. You know, not saying that we catch major evidence anywhere we go. We've definitely got activity according to, you know, EVPs and those little light things that light up that detect certain energy. I don't know what it's called. Cat balls or, is, oh, the uh, motion lights or? the No, well, that, the motion lights were a trip. Cause you have to get right up on those fucking things. I, I was a little disappointed in them at first, but those goddamn things started going off in that morgue. So we went into the Lindsay Briggs hospital and let me tell you what, they had just got done, you know, pumping out all of the flood water. Some of it was still from Katrina. And once you got into that morgue, it was like a time capsule. It was underwater. And there was like, water damage pictures stuck to magnets on you know the nurse's locker room there's the people that worked down there there was still a plastic apron hanging on a hook one of the lockers rusted through um at the top vents because you know how in those lockers they have three slits up top and three up bottom well this one like kind of rotted out and it was a, a plastic bag that still had a styrofoam food <laughs> thing in it well, we stood in the morgue where they stored the bodies and there was still those, you know, little freezers that they put them in with the rollers and it's like these little coffin boxes. Yeah, it was like the tissue And sample. we set it up at every possible exit that it could come in and out of a doorway. Well, it was set up that perfectly. I mean, we had a 360 around us and the one motion light would come on coming into the room and it would go off behind us, <laughs> leaving the room. Those cat balls were going off nonstop. Um, like major temperature changes in that room throughout the whole thing. And the most fucked up part, and you can hear it in the video, is my phone rang and it was my cousin. My grandpa was sick. He died of COVID while we were in the morgue. And that just added to the, the creepiness. I would say, yeah, that doesn't sound like man, I, I don't know how to explain that, man. Those motion lights, you could see us go to break everything down. They're bright and they face straight up. So it illuminates that whole fucking area, but you have to get right up on it for it to go off. And we were, we were nowhere in range and we were standing still and we were holding you know, the recorders and cameras and watching the balls and those lights start going on and off around us. And, you know, it'd come in one way and it'd go out the other way. And it, it did that for a consistent 20, 20 minutes and then it just stopped. It went away. But the feeling that I got in there was just sadness of like being in a hospital in general. You know, people die in there every fucking day. And it, you know, it's it's sad to lose anybody. It's not like most people die and they're like, fuck yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that's and that's not 
that's not the case. You know, you just felt the sadness and, you know, the people that you know have died in there because of, you know, Katrina alone. That's why it's abandoned now. It was beyond repair. There's no way Flooded that was up a like three or four either. floors. That your uh, grandfather died at the exact moment you were in the, the morgue. There's no way that's just a coincidence. I don't know, man, but that was fucked up. Ask Rob. And at first I was just like, oh, my God. And you hear that. And then, you know, shortly after that, the video cut. I fell apart, you know, and that was another part that happened during that road trip that was fucked up because I was so far from home. And by the time he was cremated and the service was done, remember, I was driving. And it was quick. He had COVID. They, they burned him. They buried him at Fort Logan National Cemetery. He was a veteran from Vietnam. And I just, I, I barely made it back for, you know, the reception, the celebration of life or, you know, it just, it was unreal, the feeling that I got. In it. And it was just, every time those lights would come on, it was like a cool breeze would hit me. Um, and outside it was like, 85 degrees with 100% humidity. And there's no way just gust of cold would come in out of nowhere in a, a concrete basement. Like, uh, where is that? You know, even the roof was concrete. <laughs> you know, like, uh, that shouldn't happen in my opinion. You know, it could be something you could, you know, debunk that easily. I know people have their their, their ways of doing that, but in a normal person's eyes, it's like, why in the fuck did a cold breeze just come through here? It could have been grandpa. It could have been somebody. It just depends. You know, I can't explain it. I can't say, oh, yeah, that was my grandpa coming to say goodbye. But that wasn't the feeling I got, you know. And like I said, it was just like you felt the sadness. And, you know, not just from the death in the hospital, but from the whole Katrina thing. And how many people died needlessly. It was just... uh Another weird part, you know, and like Rob said at the end of it sometime later, he was like, you know, being around you, there's a lot more activity than, you know, when it's just me and our team or me and my sister, because you seem to draw that in, and that's not a good feeling. Yeah, you're like an amplifier for activity is how we've described it in some uh, podcasts and videos. That's fucked up. That's fucked up. That's... So, like, yeah, you were talking about the Sally House a little bit, and it's not like that's, like, an unknown place either. Like, people like Sam and Colby have been there. You've been there. Omar Gosh was there here recently, probably about eight mo- eight or ten months ago. So it's, like, a it's a known place for activity. So, And people, you know, the story is, is this little girl died on an operating table from her appendix, you know, exploding, and... The doctor administered uh, anesthesia, but he had to hurry up, and she felt all that pain. So the story is that she haunts it, and a lot of the activity that goes on in that house is definitely in the nursery. But, you know, people come in and say, oh, this is the most evil location I've ever been to, and, you know, it changed my life. I'm calling bullshit on that 100%. The problem is, is that they're, they're so used to going out there and getting minor stuff, you know, and if, 
if you go in there looking for it and you have the right intent, you know, you have the right mind space, you're, you're going to find the activity. And I, I'm convinced of that. But to sit there and say in that house, if you want to see evil, come hang out with me in my house for a little while. You know, you, you, you talk about evil places because, you know, you have people with you that all of a sudden feel like they're being attacked or, you know, like shit like that, like extreme shit. That's, that's, dude, I'm telling you, there's exorcists out there. There's people who deal with this for a living in the sense that, you know, they're not making money off of it. They're going there upon request of people that make it through their, uh, the channels of the church. You know, they're, they're not putting cameras up and, you know, that type of shit, evil is evil, you know, and then and when you live it, and you know, the difference between something that I felt in that house and what evil really feels like it, it hits you. It's, it's an emotional thing that turns into a physical thing. You know, it's, it's euphoric. It makes you nauseous. You, you smell shit that's not supposed to be there. Like. It's, it's a completely different thing. It's, it's almost like a, it's a drug. It's exactly what it is. It's a, a ball of emotion, tenseness, and it makes you sick. That's, that's evil. You know what I mean? And it gives you that. It's not even scared. You're fucking petrified. It's tormenting you. That's not at all what that house is about. You know, and then there was a guy that died died in there. I talked to the neighbors and all of them said it was an angry old man that lived there that they believe that, you know, haunts the place. And, you know, a lot of the activity that we did get on camera was in the fucking nursery. You know what I mean? It was periodically through all the house, but some assholes went down there and put a pentagram down on the floor and they had to burn it out because they just couldn't, it wouldn't wash off. And it's like, yeah, they use good fucking paint. You know, but the basement was the most comforting part because the shit that was going on was upstairs. The only thing scary about that basement was fucking spiders. You know, like what the fuck? And then all of them have the same story. Well, evilest night of my life. And then Omar Gosh comes out and was like, "Yeah, this is fucking nothing." <laughs> like, are you kidding? And you know, that's that's the respect that I have for people like that. Him, Mind Seed. They, they don't, they're not afraid of calling it out, you know, and Omar was like, yeah, this is fucking not at all what, you know, some people have been saying lately, you know, it's a, a good place to maybe have a, an experience. You're more likely to have it there than most other places, but it's not evil or people wouldn't go there by the hundreds. Well, the visualization I got when you sent me that preliminary video where Rob wasn't with you, you were kind of just in there to, uh, you know, record and provoke a little bit to see what happened. The visualization I got when you were upstairs in that room is just you sitting in that wingback chair and then whatever follows you was sitting there behind you just menacing and whatever was in that house wanted nothing to do with that. I honestly believe that was the case. So, like I said, if, if you want to see evil, find people like me. You know, if it follows me like that, it, I felt comfortable. You know, people are terrified because they're actually experiencing something that, you know, they only see on videos or scary movies, you know, and they freak the fuck out. 
in my scenario, it's like it is a horror movie. It's the shit that nightmares are made of. And I have plenty of those as well. And it's it's exhausting, man. It is. And then to document it and put it out and you know, it's I've never seen so many disrespectful people in my fucking life. And I guess I was just raised old school. If you don't have nothing nice to say, don't say it at all. But I look at the state of our world right now and it's fucking terrible. You know, just our country alone, like people are so sensitive. You can't, you can't say anything that these people get on the computer and they're just, you know, they're vile. And it's like, what's the point of that? Like, really? (laughs) Just click away. There was a lot of creepy stuff that came out of that, uh, like spirit box session you did. You were in the hallway and Rob was in the nursery and like some of the stuff that was coming out of that session was extra creepy. Yeah. I had to stop it. Me and my wife looked at each other and I was like, all right, nope. And that, that was too much. And that's, that's leading back to when people who have, you know, experience with this because they've had it and, you know, they're, they're educated in the sense because they, you know, they look into it and dive deep and go down the rabbit hole, you know, when you start provoking it and try to communicate with it, that's not good. And the shit that that was saying was not good. Like it was answering questions like, do you want to hurt Rob? Yes. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. Are you in the room with him? Yes. And he, and he had no, no idea because he was in there with like AirPods on and then muffs over that. And yeah, he was completely in the dark doing, I believe it's called the Estes method. If I'm accurate with, yeah, he was blindfolded and you know, he couldn't hear. And we were talking so low in the other room that there's no way he could have heard it with just headphones on with his hoodie pulled over his head, but he had earplugs in noise canceling headphones. And then he had his hoodie pulled over his head, holding his ears. So it was like compressing it. Like there's, there's nothing getting in. Rob takes this shit very seriously. And they can go like watch the video and see. For a themselves. legit investigator. Cause you had like a circle of toys that belonged to Sally us uh, from, for the most part uh, as uh, if we, I think some of those toys have been donated over the years, but some of those toys probably did belong to her. You had a circle of toys, cat balls inside, and then the cat balls were going crazy during that session. Oh, yeah, for a long time, like consistently. And me and my wife were in there trying to fuck around, and we started listening, you know what I mean? Because I don't take that shit seriously, just so everybody knows. It's like once I walk into a place that it doesn't feel like it does at my house because you'll know when you feel it. When you go through it, you it's it's a feeling you get that you carry with you. And I didn't feel that at all. So, you know, me and my wife were kind of joking around. And then we started asking it fucked up questions like, oh, do you want to kill Rob? And it was answering in sentences like, yes, absolutely. You know, and it, it was talking. It was answering the questions that were relevant to what we were saying. And it was, it got to the point where I was like, no, nah, this isn't good. You know, maybe those people are right. Don't try to communicate with it. You know, that's never, never a good thing. And you're asking for trouble. So we, uh, we ended that real quick. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's what I'm saying. If you, if you're really looking for that type of, you know, experience and you have the sand to go do it, cause most people I know say, Oh, that's bullshit. I wouldn't ever do that. It's cause you're scared motherfuckers. <laughs> you know what I mean? You go looking for it there. You'll find it. Right. And then, 
you know, after after that, you guys parted way soon after the Sally House. Is that correct? Yeah. Because he had. And some, then we met up in Indiana. He had some like crisis stuff going on, which is why he had to fly home. Not only did you experience it, so did he. It was like, yeah, a lot of stuff was going on during that trip. Yeah, I mean, some sad and fucked up things happened for sure. It's just, I don't know, man, I stay home. When I go out, nothing ever good comes of it. It, it really doesn't. So, you know, and if, if I'm away from home for too long, I, you know, kind of start to freak out. It's when I leave, it's, you know, week at max, come home, stay a couple weeks at home, and then I'm on my way again. Like I said, I've just, I've, I've freed myself up and I have the means to, to go do this kind of stuff. And, uh, it's not even most, you know, anything to do with paranormal. It's like me in God's country, you know, standing in a river with a fly rod, catching giant trout. That's, that's my, uh, that's my love, you know, or going with my wife on some of her business stuff and, you know, staying in the hotel and going out to the city and going into places. That's how I ended up in Chicago. Like, you know, and then I looked up the history of the area. Most of it's mobster shit, but there was that Bass's Grove. And, you know, I even talked to people that were from around there and they're like, no, this is a story that people told their kids to make sure they stayed in bed. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, that's the way they were back then. It's an old wise tale and people go in there. And again, it's like, oh, most evil night in my life, most convincing paranormal on the internet. You know, it's, it's all that hashtag and click here type shit, you know, and that's, that's, that's for people who make a living doing it. You know what I mean? They have to, they have to continuously put out that type of content, keep people's, you know, attraction and, if you're in this community, from what I've seen, it's a it's a strong following of people who are really into this stuff, probably because they've had an experience or they like that rush of getting scared. Did anything else uh, noteworthy come out of that trip, or is that pretty much the gist of what happened? Uh, I mean, Rob had something happen to him at the fort. That was a pretty cool place. I'm just wandering around in the night. There was this weird thing screaming in the background. It could have been a drunk hillbilly across the street at this farmhouse, but who knows. Um, you know, we went to that Goat's Bridge, I think it's called, and then I went to Helen's Bridge. Eerie as fuck. Like, you could definitely see that, you know, something may have happened there for sure. <laughs> Like this woman really legit hung herself on that bridge and the goat bridge and at nighttime it it was like it connected two towns and it was this giant metal like I forget, I don't know what kind of bridge they called it was like a suspension bridge but this thing was like walking over the um that canyon in Colorado and, <laughs> and it just being on a bridge that had metal crates with holes in it, you could see straight down in it, like, and it was pretty fucking deep, you know, like, that was an eerie feeling, going down to where the river used to be was definitely an eerie feeling, you know, it's, it's the stigma behind it, you know what I mean, it's something that you watch videos on, and people hop it up, and make you, make you fear about it, you know what I mean, they say shit, you get there, and you're, you're expecting it, and you're like, come on, man, up, let's do this, let's do this, and then, then nothing happens. Um, that was a lot of what happened. Got to see some cool shit, though, that was mainstream. 
And then, uh, you know, outside of that, I mean, driving back through, I drove straight through to, you know, Kansas from North Carolina and visited a couple spots like that really haunted um, Civil War era, what's it called, uh, graveyard. I think it was in North Carolina as well. Um, I got into the cemetery, um, drove into it, and got out of the car for a few seconds, and it was one of those things like, nope, I'm not even going to go there. Not even kind of. You know, I didn't feel evil. It was just like that uneasy feeling. You're in a, an old cemetery, and there's fucking, you know, giant headstones and, you know, mausoleums that were all over the place. and. You know, it was on hills. It was real uneven. It had different layers, kind of. And it just gave you that vibe like, oh, fuck no. I'm not an idiot. I'm not going to go walking through here by myself with a, a phone light. No. And that was like just the, not smart. <laughs> the devil's tramping ground, right? Isn't that where you guys were going to go? And you're just like, no. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what it was called. You know, so I drove to a national park. I didn't want to sleep in a, a hotel. You know, I just wanted to take a, a short nap and woke up at 3 o'clock the next afternoon and got back on the road and, you know, let Rob know when I was outside of town, got to the Sally house, and my wife and Rob came down because I went inside and was like, I'm not doing this by myself. I need some help. Absolutely. Anything else? Because no sane person wants to go in there when shit's really happening. And it happened the moment I got in there after that fucking priest got out of the house. It was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> and I just knew it was going to be a shit show after that. But it wasn't too bad. Definitely, like I said, if you're looking for it, that's probably one of your better shops. But if you're looking for real evil, you're not going to find it there. No other anomalies from that trip that uh, you can remember? No, I mean, nothing that's really noteworthy to me, really. I mean, there were some weird feelings and, you know, definitely stuff that was your typical, you know, investigation stuff, the, the cat balls, the EMP reader or whatever, um, the motion lights, that shit went out. I mean, the motion lights went in and out of rooms at the Sally house um, quite a few times. And you had said something. But it didn't give me that feel. You know what I mean? I think I need to go to a serial killer's house or something fucked <laughs> up like that to, to see if it's like really true evil. My true co goal in life is to find some place that is truly evil so I know I'm not alone because there's not a lot of people that are coming out and saying stuff because they don't want to be judged. But the cool thing about a podcast is no one sees your face. You can make up a name. Be Charlie Sheen if you want. Who gives a fuck? No one will know it's you. But I, I need to know that you know, it's, it's just not me. And that's, you know, how I feel all the time. It's like, how in the fuck? God's up there. Why would he do this to me? Like, that's completely fucked up. And, you know, I'm, I'm looking for that same type of feeling that I feel at home. You know, sometimes, you know, and, you know, it, that feeling follows me. I don't see it. Nothing happens usually, but um, it's it's just a feeling, and I can't describe it. It's like excitement and panic and erotic. Like it's it's a drug. 
Well, you'd said a little earlier um, that you don't like being away from home for too long. And how long was that trip? It was like six days. And I remember, because uh, I was talking to you, we were getting ready to do the uh, the first podcast, and that's how we initially met. But I remember you telling me when we did that episode that when you got back, your house was trashed, almost like that thing was pissed that you were gone so long. Completely fucked up. Shit all over the place. It looked like somebody broke in, but there was no sign of, you know, forced entry anywhere. I was quite upset. Like the bed was all fucked up. It slammed up against the wall. The bed frame got bent. It got thrown up against the side of the wall. TV broke. Like it just, you know, all the shit coming out of the cabinets, broken plates, like kids' rooms flipped upside down. Like hallway was full of shit. It, it was a mess. I think even think uh, it said something about your neighbors are like, what the fuck? He's like not home and they're getting ready to like call the police and stuff. Yeah. I mean, there's been a couple of times a cut, you know, the neighbor has, you know, told me like, dude, I was real close last night. I'm like, dude, you know, I make YouTube videos because what am I supposed to tell him? It's like, man, I got something fucked up in my house. You know, like I don't want my neighbors thinking I'm nuts. Like, Yeah. And then, you know, he's seen some videos and then he really didn't say much to me after that. Uh, after a while, you smoke a couple bowls with somebody and you're you're just neighborly, you know. They brought over enchiladas one night. They weren't the best things that I've ever tasted, but, I mean, it was a thought that counts. And, you know, kind of showed them my TikTok page because I haven't always had YouTube. YouTube's pretty young. Um, and then he watched it and was just like, okay. <laughs> And then, you know, slowly uh, it just came a, a wave and a, how you doing? And we went on our own business. And what happened from there? That's when things start to, like, amplify. And there's a lot of videos from that time period shortly after you got back that uh, people are terrified by. The scariest thing I would say that happened was right before I moved out that week was awful and even though i say i don't have a lot of stuff when you start packing shit up and i'm not a packer just so you know we got a pod parked it in front of the garage and i just threw shit in boxes and threw it inside the pod i wrapped the couch up a thousand times we bought a new one because we knew we were leaving that sectional behind and you know, I wrapped it with plastic a gazillion times and just threw it in there. And it was like at a 45 degree angle, just laying on top of shit right in front of the door. You know, that's how I pack and, you know, move out. But I couldn't get it done fast enough because I had to pack everything and I had to, you know, try to put it in this pod. And getting people to help you move in any way is a fucking journey, you know. And they, everybody always has something to do. And it's like, I'm not asking you to drive a fucking truck for me or bring your pickup. I'm asking you to help me pick boxes and beds and couches up and put them in a fucking box. <laughs> you know, that's it. And it was just hard to get people to come help me. There's like no fucking way. And that whole week was unbelievable. Just the walls, you could feel the pounding in the wall. And I got a video, not only for my realtor, that the house was clean, everything was done and out of it. 
you know, what areas needed to be, you know, recarpeted, stuff like that. Because we had an old dog and he'd piss. He wouldn't always make it outside. So obviously can't rent a house that has piss, you know, soaked fucking uh, carpet that you beat the shit out of with a bissel because I mean you have to clean that shit up man you just don't let it and your house smells like urine and what kind of shit is that that's disgusting so you have to rip that shit out and take it and we were in there and I finally got some of my cousins to come over and we locked the doors and I was like alright let's, let's see what's happening it's been a pretty active night and I walked down my hallway Something was happening in that front room. So I went around there, peeked into the bathroom, and went down into the basement, checked it, put all the bars on the window that showed all the bars were in there, and went over every square inch, spun around in a fast circle so people couldn't see that, you know, there was no one behind me following me. And, you know, went upstairs, and as soon as I shut the bed or basement door, all of the doors started getting banged on. Just boom, 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 boom. Oh my God. That fucked me up. And then I didn't care if I broke anything at that point. It was throwing boxes into the pod and packing the rest of it up, sweeping up, cleaning up as fast as I could. I did a half ass job and I fucking left. <laughs> I didn't look back, just left thinking, God, I hope it stays here. You know, not another house. And, you know, it's, I, I have to go back to my roots here. I, I really do. You know, there's a lot that'll go on that I'm not going to fuck around with and record. And then there's going to be some stuff that I pick up and accidentally catch something. I mean, I've, I've done it a couple times. We have some stuff in the bank, you know, on that that's pretty fucked up, you know, and, can't explain it you know you got multiple cameras going on same exact time picture in picture mode um it just it's never ending it never ends and you had done a couple of sessions with like a ouija board down there and some shit was happening this is all again on video what, what were you seeing when you did that uh session where like the candles blew back in your face i really didn't notice that until you know, afterwards, like I heard this loud noise and it came from like the dark part of the basement because once you have the candles, it illuminates the light around you. So everything behind it was jet black and it felt like the chair came out from underneath me. You know, I, I definitely fell and then you could see a gust of wind coming and then I run the fuck out of there. You know, it, it was intense and there was like a growl, I believe. <laughs> happened <laughs> excuse me um that i definitely heard you know and you know watching it back and the candles blowing at me first it was like oh fuck how in the fuck do you pull that off i mean it uh you would hear it you would hear it on the camera i mean you can hear shit from downstairs on my phone when it's recorking somebody's moving around or you know there's people in the house and they're making noise you can you can pick it up on the iphone camera pretty pretty damn well the audio's on it it's pretty damn good not kidding 
And the, the one that really got me is when you put it in that voice thing, when that growl was from downstairs. Oh, man. Yeah, it was off the charts. I don't know. Uh, I, just think about that. Just it, it's it's my fucking luck, though, man. It's disturbing. Like I've had a lot of blessings in life. I have, but there's there's just certain things where I look up in the sky and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what in the hell did I do to you? It's fucking terrible. But it's like it taunts me. And I don't know. I think it's. I'm strong-willed. Maybe I got a demon for a guardian angel. Like, this shit that's run through my head during this whole course of all this shit for the past nine years would blow some people's mind. <laughs> like, you try to rationalize it in your head and all kinds of crazy shit starts to go through it. And you're like, whoa, that went deep. Oh, absolutely. And there was, a, like, an incident uh, shortly after Devin did uh, those two sessions with you. Where he was talking to you. Tell him how Devin acts to this day. Devin uh, hasn't been the same since that. You know, I talk to him all the time, and he uh, it definitely left an impression on him because he doesn't uh, he doesn't want to talk about it much. But there was a situation where he was talking with you on the phone. Oh, it was shortly after my accident. So when I smash into a windshield at eighty five hour. 75, 80 miles an hour, um, kind of fucked me up. I had a traumatic brain injury. And one of the things that I take medicine for right now is called a muscle. And it, it's also a preventer for um, seizure. It's actually a seizure medication, but it does serve as like a mood stabilizer as well. So it's like killing two birds with one stone. And me and Devin are really alike. And when we disagree on something during that phone call, like, we'll, we'll butt heads. You know, we were both wasted drunk. And he said that my eyes just rolled in the back of my head and I fell over and I had another seizure. And what happened during the course of that seizure and what Devin saw changed him. And I'll let Tom or Tim get into the specifics with that because Tim knows him personally very well. They work together. They're friends. <laughs> Yeah, even had a podcast together, so it's not like they're you know just people who talk and passing by. And I think I'll let Tim elaborate on that, just uh, out of kind of out of the horse's mouth directly to Tim, because me and Devin really haven't had a lot to say to each other after that. Like, I don't think we even talked. <laughs> yeah, he called me uh, shortly after uh, you had the seizure, and he was visibly upset. Obviously, he had been drinking, but that's what was that wasn't causing his uh, his state. He said that you, your eyes had rolled back into your head, and you passed out, and your phone had hit a table or a floor, and it was facing in the upward position. And he saw, like no shit, a shadow figure lean over the phone, smile, and then shut the phone off. That's what he said, and he's not one to fabricate anything or, you know, he just told me exactly what he saw. He was so skeptical mm -hmm. as well. I mean, he was like, you know, yeah, and it was just him and I talking. This was, this was not a, a recorded session. It was him and me bullshitting and yeah. just... On it wasn't even all about paranormal, and we were getting shit-faced talking to each other on the phone. 
Yeah, it was and I've, I've had at least a dozen seizures and pelvis medicine, so knock on wood, I haven't had, you know, any episodes further than that, and I can drive again and, you know, not have to worry about having a seizure while I'm driving and killing somebody or myself. But, yeah, I was, uh, I haven't talked to him since. Yeah, he, uh, he doesn't even like to talk about that situation anymore because it was such an intense moment for him. To sit there and one minute he's talking to you, he witnesses, you know, your eyes roll in the back of your head, you pass out, phone falls on the table, and then whatever it was that peeked over that phone and smiled at him had a a lasting effect on him. I think I even hit my head pretty hard. I'm pretty sure I had a a good-sized goose egg after that one because I was sitting in a gaming chair. And I woke up and I'm like, holy fuck. And I called Devin back and he didn't answer. <laughs> it was like, uh, what just happened to me? And it was the seizures. Like I bit my cheek and bit the side of my tongue, you know, and it, it's, you know, I've had a few times that, you know, that had happened. I'd gone to the hospital and it was like, you're having seizures. And then they finally got me on some right medication that stopped that, but. Um, yeah, that was after the accident for sure. Yeah. Well, and I don't know what to make of that one. I, I just, uh, the way he acts, when you ask him about it. Uh, he said he wished uh, he, he had that recorded, yeah. man, because he's like, that was, that's life altering, man. He's like, we we're on a FaceTime one minute and the next minute something's smiling at me that's pitch black and then the phone goes dead. Yep. Yep, Who true. knows, man? I, I just, it's, I'm convinced that it's, you know, one of a kind to everyone. And I, I'm praying that I find it somewhere else. And like I said, it's it's not a, a, a normal feeling. Like true evil is, it, it makes you sick, literally makes you sick. It's a, it's a whole body emotion at that point. It's, you know, pain, suffering, excitement, and it's, it's lustful almost. It's like, you, it's like you're getting off on getting terrified, petrified. And it's, it's a feeling that, you know, it's, it's unlike anything that I've ever felt. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if I, if I wouldn't have had such strong feelings about it and have had people around me experience it, like, I'm not kidding, man. When I'm away from home and nothing's happening and I, I start to lose that or, you know, get into a normal state, it's like I get panicky. It's almost like I'm going through withdrawals, if that makes sense. You know, I have to get home. It's always like I have this anxiety, like, oh, fuck, I need to get home. I need to get home. I need to get home. And, you know, it sucks because there's been some cool-ass places that I've been to and uh, would have loved to stay and had a you know, a better time, but I, I'm good for about three to five days best. By the sixth day, I'm ready to get the fuck out of there. And I, a hundred percent of the time do. I come home. It's, it's like, it's, it's all over again. He starts. And I know that myself sick to you listeners, but until you've walked my shoes, I, I wouldn't, uh, you know, on Jody Bitcoin's cover. <laughs> oh. but, uh, it, it is. It's, a, it's addicting. 
to get that scared and, you know, go through stuff like that. It's, it's one of a kind. It's, it's like a personal experience. It's a, like when you're a wrestler, you know what I mean? You walk out onto that mat and you know you have no teammate to, to back you up. It's just you, you know, and it's that anxiety, like, am I going to get fucked up here or am I going to win? Like, there's, it's a constant battle. And I don't always come out, you know, on the bottom. Like, there's times that, you know, I, I fight back and talk a lot of shit and it just stops. And then there's times I do, and it's like, not today, motherfucker. And, you know, I'm, I end up bowing out, like, leaving the house. Like, I've left this house in a hurry so many times. My neighbors probably think I'm nuts. Just like, I ran out there. Most of the time, it's with no shoes on, or I, I don't have a shirt on, just shorts, you know. And I very rarely don't wear a, a hat. <laughs> and I've left the house with no hat on, like, driving around with no shirt, just waiting for shit to chill out. Maybe go get something to ch- snack on. Like it's always in the middle of the night. I live in the dirty tea, you know, and everything in Tucson fucking closes early. And, you know, when you eat so much, like I stress eat, <laughs> I've gained uh, a few pounds for sure. But, uh, just trying to balance it out, man. That's, that's, where it's at now it's the the third crib and same old story just a different state you know nothing has changed on that end it's not different in any way it's safe to say it's had a a definite effect on your life not just mine people around me Mm -hmm. absolutely i feel bad you know, now we're to uh, current day here, and then we're at the end of the hour. Imagine that. <laughs> yeah. Keep them wanting more, you know, and then we're planning on doing uh, some exorcism talk here, an exorcism hour, maybe a series on that. I'm sure people will be interested in uh, the stuff we've been researching on the practice of exorcism. There's a lot to cover in that one. That'll be quite a few episodes, but I think that giving context to listeners and you know, how it relates to my story or maybe even their story. I think it'll be very beneficial for this next series. I mean, for you listeners now, watch out. We're, we're becoming consistent with it. You know, we're, like I said, we got two different, uh, podcasts for those of you that aren't sensitive and, uh, get offended easy. Come on over to lap dances and lattes. It's a, it's a hell of a laugh. 99.9% of the time. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, we got quite a few episodes. We put a lot of time and effort into that one, but that's kind of a, these are all side projects, you know, eventually Tim and I will be moving on to getting one done and having videos along with it, but you got to crawl before you walk, you know, and then you got to walk before you run. So, you know, we're, we do apologize about the lengthiness in this type of stuff, but, you know, to get the story out of me and to talk to me about it, like Tim and I, you know, we really agreed uh, to just go all out, lay it all out there. You guys see all of my cards now and, you know, just keep tuning in because we'll have some good insight and, you know, updates on, you know, what's going on in my life and, you know, experiences that I've had, you know, get a little bit more in depth on some stuff that's happened with Tim, even get Rob back on the show, let him, you know, share some of his experiences and, 
you know, the things that he's discovered. I mean, that's the whole point of, you know, the podcast. So, you know, lap dances and lattes, go to dino nugget 741 at Gmail, just like the name on the, the YouTube channel. And, uh, leave us a note. Absolutely. Like I said, with this exorcism series we're planning on, we've got a lot to unpack with that. So that's going to be a fun one. I think uh, we're going to have a lot of uh, good info to share on that. Unless you got anything else, I think I'll uh, play us out. And we finally got your full story out there in a three-part series. Yeah. I mean, I hope it was good listening and uh, guys are you know, kind of caught up on what's going on it's just it's a long video to do and I, I like fucking around and smoking weed and talking to people but this is a, a little bit more one-on-one so like i said i i encourage people to reach out to us via that email uh, i i'm just you know we'd love to hear it you know and help me get some validity behind what's going on with mine and that's that's pretty much all i got to say that's why i'm doing this and you know, it's it's just a nice platform that I'm able to come on and chat on, man. I, I really like this a lot. Yeah, and we love doing it, you know, as much as people love to listen. Um, mm, that's it. Yeah, so stick with us. This is the Dark Side of Dino, and we're going to keep going with uh, different topics. Maybe the people can suggest some stuff for us to research, and we'll we'll gladly look into it. Yep, or listen to your story and see what we can do to advise you. I don't know what I can do to help you. I don't think that that's possible, but, you know, get it out there and I'll tell you how to deal with it and how I do it. And, you know, we'll we'll swap some stories. That'd be fun. Absolutely. They'll have to tune in next week for uh, the first part of our exorcism hour. <laughs> it's going to be fun. Uh, that being said, I got nothing more. You got anything else you want to say or I'll play us out? Yeah, play us out, and uh, everyone have a good night, and don't let the bed bugs bite. Yep, until next time. Later. Later, buddy.